right, Brain. You don't like me, and I don't like you. But let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. podcast. This place is an untapped resource. With your host, Flex and Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Charlie Chase. You're very good, yo. You're goddamn right he is. For the everyday fantasy sports player. You just blew my mind. Now, I am going to teach them kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. Party people. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. In case you guys are wondering why the intro sounds a little different, uh, it's your boy Charlie Chase, and uh, my good friend and colleague Flex is uh, away on vacation. So uh, that's why we, uh, you know, the intro is a little different this morning. But don't worry, Bureau, back by popular demand, I have my boy, my best friend, and the man that crushed it last week. Jeff is back in the building. Jeff, welcome back to the show. Thank you, my brother. I'm happy to be here. The uh, The opening of the episode this week sounded a little different than, a little different, uh, than yeah. it usually sounds like, <laughs> yeah. but you did you did well. I like the, I like the energy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, good morning, uh, you know, good afternoon or good evening, depending on when you're listening to this. Absolutely. But uh, as of this recording, we are uh, recording at 7.30 a.m. Jeff, thank you for coming out this early in the morning. Absolutely. I man. appreciate it, my it brother. It feels good to be uh, be up and, and at them before, and uh, before yeah. 7, 7.30. Before the, before the slackers yeah. get up at like 9 o'clock. I know, the pikers. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, my brother? How was your weekend? It was good, man. I, it, was, um, it was pretty chilled out. My girl worked all weekend long, so okay. I, uh, Saturday, I watched some college football. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually tend to like college football more than the yeah. NFL in You know what? I, I, a lot of people say that. I mean, it's so, you know, exciting. is a lot of scoring. Yeah, a lot yeah. of scoring. Is there a particular team that you follow? I mean, who doesn't like Alabama, right? Yeah, Just yeah. for the, tied, for the right? sake of, of action and, mm-hmm. and, and skill, they're, you know, Alabama's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, but yeah. really any SEC game, yeah. Pac-12, Pac-10 ACC yeah. game, big, t- the big. I mean, those are all the powerhouses. Of, that's what I mean. That, yeah, yeah. Those are the games that I like to watch. I'm yeah. not. I'm not into watching, um, you know, Syracuse or Maryland or you know Rutgers and right, right, right. And Kentucky. Uh, yeah, it's that, well, too much. Kentucky maybe, but yeah. there are a lot of these teams that aren't is fun to watch, and then there are teams that are fun to watch. I watch the uh, a lot of the Penn. Penn State and Iowa game mm-hmm. on Saturday. Okay. And this is one of the reasons why I don't like watching Big Ten games other than Ohio, uh, excuse me, Ohio State and, and really, I guess, Michigan. But the quarterback for Iowa, I don't know this kid's name. I know nothing about him, but he's just a dud. I can't believe that a school like Iowa mm-hmm. can't recruit a better talent at quarterback right, than right. what they have. This right. guy, I don't I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he looked horrible. Yeah, just by the eye test, he just, just does the not eye test. Good. He's not hitting his guys. He's yeah. not hitting wide open receivers. Yeah. It's, and he's it's a crazy. and he's a starter in a D one school and he's not hitting wide open receivers. Yeah, yeah. All game long. Yeah. It it was it was bad. Yeah. But it was a good good game to watch, but it was yeah. the quarterback play. There's a lot of scoring in college. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what I like about yeah. it. But so I did that on Saturday. Um my girl also worked on on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so of course I watched a lot of the games and ended up missing the end of the Rams Packers game unfortunately. I had to make a little yeah. Whole Foods run for the week, but A lot of you you almost had the call of the week last week taking the Packers. You were on an island taking the Packers that's, and it almost came through for you. But I well, that's that's more than I can say with some of my other picks throughout the week but but you can't you can't Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers right I there's no he's he's the best quarterback in the NFL in my opinion the most talented at least right he has nobody really around him his team is starting to get healthier Mm -hmm. they're not going to make a huge run into the playoffs I don't think the Packers but if you put if you put him in a, an underdog situation, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is going to show up. Yeah, and he was show a, up is what he did. He was a 10-point. I think by the time the game kicked off, it was down to like 7.5. Yeah. Because sure. a lot of the steam came in on the Packers, so mm-hmm. that pushed the line down a little bit. Uh, but, I mean, at the end of the game, as a fan, 
I felt robbed of a moment yeah. because of what happened, yeah. you know, like right at the end. Like, you know, the the uh, Rams kicked the field goal to take a two-point lead. And I don't know if you saw this, but Ty Montgomery was on the sideline, like throwing a fit. Yeah, I heard about it. I, yeah, I read yeah. about it. I didn't. I didn't. So he was see he it. was throwing a fit. Yeah, and it was um it was reported that he said to one of his teammates, "You know what? I'm gonna just do me." Yeah. So he was instructed to kneel on the kickoff to, yeah. to get the ball on his 25 yard line yeah. and give arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. A shot to win the game, right? With two minutes left, right? You'll take that all day, every day, all day long. And the crazy thing about it is that everyone in that stadium knew what was going to happen. Right? They knew that A. Rod was going to go right down the field and score. Right. At least at the at very, least, at the very least, get him in position to kick a game winning field goal. Right. So this guy takes it out and fumbles the ball. Wow. Yeah. If if he was instructed to not actually take that ball out, and or he was instructed, and yeah. and was he throwing a fit? After he fumbled or before? No, 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 before. Before. Before he fumbled. Cut this Because he guy. just wasn't getting the ball. That's what cut I said. this guy. He this, should have been cut. He, yeah. I mean, they, didn't, they haven't cut him as, no. as far as I know. No, that's that, that, type of, that type of attitude, in my opinion, in pro sports is unacceptable yeah. across the board. That's the same reason why I'm not a fan of Cam Newton's. Um, I was a big fan of, of, uh, of um, uh, Gi- Giants receiver. I'm just doing Odell. That. Odell. Odell Beckham. Uh, I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of his talent, but his attitude is poisonous within yeah, yeah. that Giants organization. Uh, yeah, you, you I have, don't see it, that ending well with Odell and the Giants. No, it's not I, going I to. He's, he's, he's a prima donna, out. and yeah. he's in. You know what? He needs to be in a situation where the staff is in a power position. Yeah, like uh, like a like a Patriots organization type exactly. setup. But yeah, and, and the same thing with like Jalen Ramsey and these guys in in Jacksonville. Yeah, unbelievable. You heard you in, heard about London, what yeah. what in yeah. the hell is going the on? The whole secondary got arrested. Oh, because <laughs> they went out. They traveled to London yeah. to go play a football game. Right. This is you're not doing this for fun. This is your, your this is your, your profession. You're, you're getting paid, paid to do this handsomely. and you're handsomely to show up and perform. And on a Friday. Friday night, you go out to a nightclub and you rack up a forty thousand dollar bill, and then you try to run on the bill. Yeah, and not, <laughs> they're working on their forty time. How, how much? How 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 much alcohol could they have had if they racked up a forty thousand right. dollar bill? I know me. If I get hung over on a Friday, it's still affecting me on yeah, Sunday, oh yeah, yeah. maybe even yeah. a Monday. I'm I'm useless for like the next three days. Forget about it. <laughs> and the the fact that. They did this on a Friday when you're in London, and then you're expected to play on a Sunday morning early. Yeah, right. Well, early for us, I guess. Maybe not necessarily for them, but they're still adjusting to the time right, change. Right, 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 right. And you, 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 you pull that kind of shit. Yeah. That's that's unacceptable, uh, unacceptable to me across the board. Yeah. And part of Jalen Ramsey, I don't know if he was there that night or not, but Jalen Ramsey is another one of those guys who just has. You know he's there. There, it's immaturity. Yeah. Right. They, they, and and then the 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 coaching staff across the board, they they command no respect right. because they, they command they no let respect. It, they, they let it just, happen. They exactly, let it rock. You know. Exactly. And, and look, um, excuse me. Um, Ramsey is a great talent, but I think that he just talks way too much. He talks. He he talks like his game can't cash like the checks his mouth is writing. Exactly. You know what I mean. Exactly. And um, there were talks that. You know, during that draft that the Cowboys were, it was either going to be him or Elliott. Right. And I'm just glad that they took yeah. Zeke Elliott. Forget, forget about it. You I mean, Jalen I mean? Ramsey is a pretty incredible talent. He is. But unless somebody checks him as far as coaching is right. concerned, someone within the coaching staff, he's going to continue to run, you know, run wild throughout his career until yeah. he is, and maybe he, you know, matures. What is he, 23, 24 yeah, years old? I don't know. But. And I know how I was at 23 or 24 year, years old, but you got to humble yourself at some point in yeah. time and actually realize that this game is bigger than you. This team is bigger than you. Yeah, that's it's, that's the problem. Like you need like in that sort of situation, like you really need a strong head coach because you're dealing with these, these athletes that all of a sudden they come into this, you know, unimaginable wealth. Yeah, they have an ego to, to ma- I mean, look, the ego could be a reason why they've gotten where they've gotten. Sure. But that's a that's a bad concoction there. Absolutely. You know, it could be a recipe for disaster in a lot of situations. And an ego, you can put your ego aside and still have an attitude, right? You can still have an attitude of, you know, uh, I'm better, I'm superior, I'm the greatest, I'm, you know, I'm this, that, or the other thing. You can have that kind of attitude, yeah. but then still check your ego yeah. at the same time. Ch- I think the two can be yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think they can be separated. Exactly. But I think across the board. 
you know, I really thought the Jags were going to pull it out on uh, on Sunday because at the end of the day, I know Eagles fans aren't going to like to hear this. I just don't think the Eagles are very Talk good. Talk trash about the Eagles. I, I like it, Jeff. The, the Eagles <laughs> are one of the most Excuse overrated me. teams in the NFL. Yeah. They have been all year. They were last year. Look at look at their run throughout the playoffs last year. They were a dog the entire time. Right. They were a dog throughout the playoffs, and the reason is is because their starting quarterback was out. The rest of their team is filled with a bunch of guys who showed up and who 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 did their job, right? right, right, right you right. know, a lot of these guys put their egos aside, came together as a team, and did their uh, individual jobs. Mm. Their defensive line is nasty, but really, for the most part, outside of their D-line, there's no other really standout position. Right, They're exactly. coached really well. Yeah, that, that's a big difference. They're, they're coached really, really well. Yeah. You know, and the, and the, they have the coach that's not afraid to go for it. You right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he'll take the chance. Like, he'll run, you know, a crazy trick play in a Super Bowl. Right. He's not afraid to do that. Right. Or go for it on fourth and whatever. Right. Exactly. You know? you know. And, you know, maybe this is just the Cowboy fan of me talking, but last year they were a team that, like, look, to make a Super Bowl run, you have to get a little bit of luck. Right. But last year it seems like everything broke their way last year. Forget it. You know, so... I mean, you know, it is what it is. What did you um what did you think of the Vikes game? The Vikings game was really it was off to a great start. Did you watch it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you texted me. They uh <laughs> I liked uh I had to rewind the uh the I was it was you know, in the kitchen mm-hmm. cooking and watching the game at the same time and Adam Thielen with that catch. Yeah. You know what they call that? He mossed. He, this he guy. mossed. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was nasty. That was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. But took it right off his back. Right man. off Incredible. his back. But so my interpretation of the game is this. They it all swung at the end of the second quarter, mm-hmm. right? It all swung into in the other direction, in the Saints' direction. With, with the uh, fumble with, time? With, with the fumble. So yeah. you know, you take away that fumble and you take away the pick six. Yeah. And the pick six really isn't on uh, on the quarterback, yeah. in that sense, Diggs and, looks like he just stopped. He stopped, yeah. And they and and if you saw it on the sideline, you saw them on the sideline talking about it. Diggs stopped, and because Diggs stopped, the there was miscommunication. The ball was picked off. Kurt Cousins ends up with three hundred and fifty nine yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Yeah. You know, he threw the ball 41 times and and completed thirty one percent, or excuse me, thirty one passes, completing. Seventy-five percent of his yeah. uh, of his of his passes, he bowled out. Kirk he, Cousins, he, do, he did, and he I think he had the best numbers of quarterbacks all week long. But my point is, is that if you take away those two turnovers, mm-hmm. that game has a that looks different. That game looks a whole lot, whole lot different. I was watching, yeah, you know, something on my uh, uh, something on Twitter popped up where. There was this page of this this guy talking about how you know talking about the Vikings and the Saints game, and I really wondered whether the guy even watched the game or not because mm-hmm. all he did was talk about how great Breeze looked and how great their running game and their passing game and yada 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 looked. Breeze had like 120 yards. Yeah, yeah. All, he, all, he managed the game. He managed the game. He yeah. didn't. He didn't play. Poorly, right, right. But he wasn't outstanding. Yeah, he wasn't outstanding at all. The Vikings right. defense did what they could, but you can't overcome those two turnovers and that momentum swing. Yeah, just... that's that's a fourteen point swing. Exactly. You know, you end up losing the game by ten. Right. You know, that's that's your ball game right, right there. Right. And then you the know? Thielen the Thielen turnover was at the end of the half. Yeah. And so it's it was it was uh, it was tough. It was a tough loss. But right. You know. Uh, and you know, just to, to further on that point, you guys would have gotten points there. You know that was mean? seven exactly. Yeah. So okay. really, is that a twenty-one? Yeah, it's point? a twenty-one point yeah. swing if yeah. you look at it that way. Yeah, you know. Exactly. And I mean, look, the guys. The, I mean, look, Adam Thielen. You're not going to blame him. Like no. the guy's been great. He's trying to make a play. You know, that's right. that's going to happen. You know, but um, you know, heartbreaking loss for the for the Vikes. Yeah, yeah. Tough. The one thing that I did see, and um, you know, I, I saw this on first take. I mean, I'm a big fan of the show, and I usually agree with a lot of you know Kellerman's takes, but. He said something about the game where he doesn't believe that Kirk Cousins is a top ten quarterback. I'm like, that's crazy. I'm like, come that's, on, Max. Like, g- give me, give me ten other quarterbacks who are right. better than him right now. Right, right, right. Because if 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 someone's name, if Cam Newton's name is in that talk, uh, in that conversation, or if uh, Russell Wilson's name is in that conversation, or or um, right. I think his his argument was that you know he's playing like a ten top uh, top ten quarterback this year 
but overall, he doesn't think he's a top ten quarterback. Who, I, I totally disagree yeah, with that. Completely. Who was he playing for? Who who he was? Right. He was uh, he was in Washington prior to this year. What kind of team did he have in Washington? Just look at his numbers. If you right. look at his numbers, his numbers kind of speak for themselves. Yeah, it's not even a debate. And if you want to talk about their losses, the the games that the Vikings have lost, mm-hmm. the first three to four games of the season, their defense was an absolute mess. Yeah, it was a disaster. A mess. You yeah. can't blame the, the 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 loss to Buffalo on Kurt Cousins. Right. You can't blame the loss to... Uh, uh, the Rams on Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins balled out that game. Right, right. The defense didn't show up. Yeah, even the tie with the Packers. That's 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 not on him. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it's it's. I, I think that's a ridiculous statement. Yeah, it wasn't the uh, the Packer game where he made that throw like right at the end to yeah. the Thielen. He yeah, was incredible throw in the corner. Incredible. Of the end in fact, it came back. It came back from a deficit that game. Yeah, yeah. And that that needle that he threaded to to Thielen at the end of the yeah, game. That's a big time in the throw. corner. Huge throw. Big time NFL throw. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm a fan. I totally disagree with that take. But um, any event, um, let's uh, let's get into some uh, review. But before we do that, let's review some injuries. There actually weren't that many this week, uh, but there were a couple of notable ones that we should keep an eye on. You know, moving forward. So uh, Tyreek Hill, wide receiver of the Kansas City Chiefs, he appeared to tweak his growing on a long catch early in the game. And he left late in the fourth quarter, but the injury doesn't appear to be serious. But it's something that you want to keep an eye on if you're a, a Hill owner moving forward. Uh, the big injury of the weekend actually happened in the Thursday night game. Uh, Texans wide receiver Will Fuller torn ACL uh, and is out for the rest of the season. Um, that's that that's a that's, heartbreaker. That's a heartbreaker. He had a huge game. Too. Yeah, he had a huge game, and um, I'm going to take a little bit of a victory lap here. But yeah. I did like him last week, and I you said he was going to get a chance to get deep. Um, but you know, heartbreaking. I actually hear that the Texans may be looking uh, to bring in Des Bryant. Des? I thought it was going to be Terrell Owens. Yeah, oh, it's Terrell Owens <laughs> or Chad Ochocinco, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So, um, heartbreaking news of Will Fuller. Uh, David Johnson also left the game in the fourth quarter uh, and was evaluated for concussion, but was able to return. Uh, he will have to go through uh, concussion protocol this week. So, um, all indications is, is that he won't miss some time, but something to keep your eye on. Uh, and then the other big one was, um, well, not big one, depending on how you look at it, but uh, Ronald Jones, running back of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, suffered a hamstring injury and did not return. Um, now, he's not the starting running back, but was seeing some carries. Uh, but now it looks like this is going to be Peyton Barber's backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, and Peyton Barber has looked good the last couple of weeks. So um, a couple of other injuries. Uh, Baker Mayfield didn't show up on the injury report, but I don't know if you saw that game. He took a Eating. I I was watching Red Zone, so I didn't see yeah, yeah. Know, the whole game. But you know, obviously, I I saw the clips that when yeah. I mean, the, the, the dude really yeah. took a beating that game, um, but it did not uh, show up on the injury report. But keep an eye on Mayfield moving forward. Uh, so that's it for the injury. I was actually a clean week for injuries. Um, not not too many to speak about. Um, so now let's get into the review segment of the show. Uh, and what we usually do is just we'll go position by position and we'll go, um, you know, on what stood out to you that week, whether it be good or bad. So let's start with the quarterback position. What's uh, one player that stood out to you last week? Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston. <laughs> Talk to me about famous Jameis. Well, Jameis Winston, I have been personally a fan of his from his days at uh, Auburn. He played for Auburn, right? Florida State. Flor- no, Florida State, right. Yeah. They played f- Florida State and Auburn played, I believe, in the uh, national championship that year. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, Jameis Winston, he's a bum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he should not be in anyone's starting lineup uh, anytime soon. In fact, I guess they reported that Fitzpatrick is getting the start this yeah. week. Is that is that yeah, that's yeah. happening? He's, he, it's, it's, um, I, I believe that it was a f- made official yesterday. Yeah. yeah. The Jameis Winston, what did he throw, four interceptions? Four INTs, man. Jeez. Yeah, it, it's it's it was that, and that, some of them are just like really really bad. Silly, 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 yeah. silly. I think he has really poor downfield vision. Yeah, I don't think he's smart enough to play quarterback in the NFL. Right, and this is you know your fourth year. You should be able to read defenses a little bit better. You should. I just don't think. Uh, I don't. You know, who knows? I don't know whether he studies this stuff or not. I would imagine he does. I just don't think he's smart enough to play in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, well, to start in the NFL at least. Uh, Fitzpatrick. You know, th- call him what you want to call him. Uh, he Conor McGregor. He, he, <laughs> he's he's a this guy is a true filler as far as a quarterback is concerned. The journeyman of uh, yeah, yeah. of uh, of the NFL, but they bench Winston, bring in Fitz, and they come back by eighteen come come back from eighteen points down. Yeah, or something along those lines. Yeah, 
What what a game that that was a really impressive game. And to that, watch. that team seems to rally around yeah. Fitzpatrick. Yeah. yeah, and and he and he's he's got he's got that magic right. Yeah. Fitz magic, but. He'll have two, three great weeks, and then turn back into a pumpkin. And then exactly, yeah. He'll just, you know, he'll let you down. So. Yeah, I mean, but that—that's been his mo his entire career. Exactly, and you it's know, not, so. and it's not going to change. Yeah, now. That, that's what you got to take the good with the bad with him. Exactly. But he's he's fun to watch though. He's fun to watch, and he's a great filler as far as fantasy is yeah. concerned. Yeah. I mean, he's a great streaming option, right? And he'll be a great one this week if um he's if he's not on rosters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, the uh, Andrew Luck. What I mean, what more can you say about Andrew Luck? The guy is playing with a bunch of bums. Yeah. Uh, Continues and, to sling the ball. And he's back. I think Andrew Luck is back to being yeah. the classic Andrew Luck. I think he, he threw three touchdowns this week, no interceptions. He looked clean. He played well. Um, you know, they played a, a Raiders game or a Raiders team that is just – you know, falling apart by the mm-hmm. uh, at the seams. Yeah. Well, we all know what's going on with Oakland. Well, here's you know, he, you know what, he, uh, it's funny that you bring that up. So Sunday morning, I'm in the car before any of the games start, and uh, I'm listening to the Mad Dog Show on on uh, on on XM Radio, mm-hmm. Sirius Radio, whatever it is. And it's not Mad Dog; it's some other guy on uh, on the radio, and he takes a, a t- he takes a call from someone who's clearly a Raiders fan, mm-hmm. and the the guy on the other line is talking a lot of crap about the Raiders and what are they doing, and they're you know Gruden is is ruining things and blah 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 blah, mm-hmm. and the guy who's hosting the show, who's supposed to be knowledgeable, right, who, who who's supposed to be good at what he does is in agreement with the caller. Right. And just goes on this ridiculous rant, kind of like what I'm doing right now. Goes on this ridiculous rant about about John Gruden and the the decisions that he's making with trading away the best pass one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, mm-hmm. uh, your your number one receiver, you, you know, all of these ridiculous moves and he just it's it's beyond comprehension for the guy who's hosting the show as to why this is happening. And I really want to ask him do you really not understand what's happening? Rock? Are yeah. you are you are you just clueless as to how teams are built? Right. There's people in fans across the board. So many of them just do not have a firm understanding of how teams are actually built. In the NFL, they're built through the draft. Right. They're not built through trades. They're not built through it's, it's a free league. agency. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you you have to find those undervalued commodities. Exactly. You know, Just so. like you do in 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 daily uh, in in daily fantasy. Right. You have to find the value. Exactly. Yeah. And that's done through the draft. Now, if the Browns had uh, an organization that was ran well, hmm. right, and had a good coaching staff, they'd be in a prime position to be winning six to eight games this year. Oh yeah. And. Next year, they could really make a run towards the playoffs and actually right, do some with damage space, yeah. with the amount of talent that they have on that team. Forget about it. Mm-hmm. But it's that's how teams are built in the NFL. That's why the Seahawks were the Seahawks when they were the Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you have the Niners, etc. Exactly. You know, you know the the Seahawks. That's a great point because you have uh, remember they went on their run where they weren't paying Russell Wilson yet. He was on the rookie contract. Right. You know, you were paying him peanuts, and you were you could allocate those funds to you know building the rest of your team. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I great point. I totally agree. And I just it and I really you know it's the same thing about the Giants too. You ask me, dump dump all get rid of Odell. I know he's a once in a lifetime talent. I yeah. get that, but uh, that you know, a stud at receiver and every other position is just empty. Where you're in a, you're below average. You're not winning a Super Bowl. You're right. not. You're not win. You're not doing anything we're talking about. The Giants are lucky if they win three three games this year. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. And the thing with Odell, just um, going back to Odell for a quick second before we get back to the quarterbacks. Um, I don't know if you saw that interview on ESPN where it was him, Little Wayne, yeah. um, and the reporter asked him, he's like, are you happy in New York? Yeah. And he couldn't answer it. Yeah. You know, he's like, oh, well, you know, I like L.A. I like the sunshine. Outrageous. I mean, you know, the outrageous. face of your franchise is saying that. <laughs> outrageous. That's insane. If I'm the Maras, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling the plug. I'm, but I, you just gave him $100 million, though. Trade him. Yeah. 
<laughs> trade him. Get, I, acquire some picks, get rid of him, and move on. Because yeah. that kind of attitude is going to bleed into the uh, uh, camaraderie with every other 52 players on that right, team. Right. It, it could sever a locker room. It, 100%. Yeah. If the guy says he's, he doesn't answer whether he's happy in LA or New York or not, and then he talks about how he likes L.A., and then first, why is he doing an interview with Lil Wayne? Right. Well, I think it was the uh, the New Orleans connection. They're both from, I from New Orleans. I think that's ridiculous and stupid. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, getting back to quarterbacks. So, um, yeah, Andrew Luck does look great. And I got I to gotta admit here that I was wrong on Andrew Luck. I Coming into the year, I did not think that he looked like himself. No, I, don't, you know what? I agree with you. This is um, actually an instance where I was glad that I was wrong mm-hmm. because I like Andrew Luck. I'm cheering for the guy. So I'm glad to see him back uh, – back to being the Andrew Luck that we all uh, know and love. Absolutely. He's, um, he's such a likable guy. Absolutely. Um, a standout for me at the quarterback position was Patrick Mahomes, yeah. man. Unbelievable. This, four, this kid is is ridiculous. Four TDs? Yeah, 24 for 34, th- th- 303 yards and four TDs. I mean, the guy is just incredible. And I, I was watching a, a little bit of that game, and I mean, you know, I've said this, you know, at length on this podcast. He just makes throws that – Probably the only other quarterback in the league that can make is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You know, like throwing off the back foot, throwing on the run, and yeah. throwing on the run and throwing like 30 yards, 30 yard darts down the field. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. It's pretty amazing to watch. Yeah. And he's a kid. Yeah. He's 22, 23 yeah. years old. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's getting, he's poised to, you know, light, light the league on fire you, for, for years to come. Can you imagine if that, defense excuse me that that team had a defense oh it'd be yeah. scary they had you know a couple they had a guy or two on the edge uh excuse me uh, in, on the corner uh they had a, a, a more than just one pass rusher and then uh, a linebacker or two they would be really scary right they're they're going to be a tough team to beat as is yeah i can't imagine what they would look like if, if they, they had, had a, defense. a defense yeah and you know what like this kid like you know the old saying defense wins championships Absolutely. right like a good defense always beats a good offense right this kid is like really like throwing that theory out the window because you know what I mean because I mean look the uh, Broncos the strength of their defense is in the secondary and he was like throwing the ball all over Mm -hmm. that secondary Mm He was only you know, sacked once and picked off once. Was that his first pick of the season? Yeah. No, he's he's had a couple, has but, okay. but I mean, I mean, he has twenty six touchdowns for the year. I mean, absolutely That's lighting true. the league on fire. I mean, it's the the MVP race looks like it's going to be a two man race between him and Todd Gurley. And right now, yeah, um, I I probably lean Mahomes. I'm 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 there with you. How about Sammy Watkins in that game? Sammy Watkins had two touchdowns, two touchdowns, nine targets, eight receptions, one hundred and seven yards. Sammy Watkins is, you know, he's always been one of those guys who just never really turned out to be as great as everyone expected him to be. Right, right, right. Coming out of Clemson. Yeah. He went to Clemson, right? Yeah. Um, and I hope that he, and one of those reasons, I guess, is because, you know, he played with Buffalo for for years mm-hmm. and had really no quarterback throwing to him. EJ, EJ Emanuel, I think, right, was right, his right. quarterback. Right. Uh, is he in the NFL still? Oh, no. No. EJ okay. Manuel was probably selling cars somewhere. Right. Uh, I would imagine. <laughs> but uh, Sammy Watkins had a huge game in that game. Too, yeah, yeah. So that, was, that, was, that, was, that was a fun game to watch. Yeah. Any other quarterbacks that stood out before um, we move on to running backs? Uh, Deshaun Watson. That guy, he, he had five, what, five touchdowns? Five touchdowns, yeah, on Thursday night. Five, so we were here last Thursday talking about how that game was going to be a doozy. Yeah. Boy, were we, we were, wrong. We, we were, well, it was a doozy on one side of it. Yeah. You know, so we were half right. But five touchdowns on 20 attempts, 16 completions, yeah. 239 yards. He didn't go. He didn't go crazy as far as yardage is concerned. But five touchdowns, no sacks, no interceptions. Yeah. I really like watching Deshaun Watson when he shows up and he plays well. Yeah, and gutsy performance because he's really banged up. Yeah. So I'm, he was probably glad to get the next ten days off before the next game. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So uh, moving on to running backs, uh, a couple of standout performances at running back. Um, but give me your thoughts. Who's someone that stood out? I kind of have a feeling who you're going to talk about, but. But go ahead. Well, there's two guys. All right. Uh, there's a guy that you're expecting me to talk about, and that's the GOAT, Adrian the Peterson. GOAT. <laughs> Debatable. That's, the, that's a separate podcast. Debatable, sure. But uh, Adrian Peterson, the ageless AP. wonder. He uh, 149 yards, one touchdown, broke out for a 64-yard run. Uh, but traditional AP is he had a fumble. 
he fumbled actually in the red. It may have been in the red zone. If it wasn't in the red zone, it was definitely in the uh, uh, Giants. Uh, side of the uh, field. Giant side of the field. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's been the one hang-up that a lot of people have about Adrian Peterson is he has a fumble problem. Right. He's going to put it on the ground. He's, put it, he's going to put it on the ground. If you go back to the 2009 NFC Championship game against the Saints, not only did Brett Favre throw that, that interception throwing across the field late in the game, but Adrian Peterson fumbled on the goal line. And if he hadn't fumbled on that goal line and scored that touchdown – We'd be talking about the Vikings having won an, an uh, excuse me an NFC Championship game, gone to a Super Bowl, and won a Super Bowl. That right. being said, right, Adrian Peterson had a great week. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, another guy, uh, Joe Mixon. My boy, Joe Mixon. You yeah. called it. You mm-hmm. called it. What, what did he have? Uh, 123 yards, two and, touchdowns, and two touchdowns. Yeah, uh, on 21 attempts. Uh, Healthy, he, 5.9 yards a carry. Absolutely, caught three passes for 15 yards. Um, uh, uh, Chris Carson, 105 yards, one touchdown, uh, averaging 4.2 yards a carry. Yeah. Um, what other? Uh, what stood out? To, uh, oh, how can we get forget Lamar Miller, 133 yards, one yeah. touchdown. Yeah, the revenge uh, game. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Averaging 7.4 yards a carry. Yeah. That what a game. That's, yeah, and he looks Impressive. like he's uh, taking back that lead back role, and we, you know we discussed that last week on the uh, on the preview show. Mm. Uh, one guy that stood out to me, and this guy just continues to roll, and it doesn't bode well for one Le'Veon Bell, James Conner. Yeah, I have my theory on that. James Conner, uh, you know, twenty four carries, one hundred forty six yards, and another two touchdowns. Yeah. And uh, what what's your theory? I'm interested. What did he do in the passing game? He, he played, but he caught he caught five passes for another sixty six yards. Yeah. Here's my thing with James Connors. I think James. Well, one, I think the running back position is the uh, most um, uh, undervalued, o- uh, overvalued, uh, uh, overvalued, yeah, overvalued right, right. position in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I think uh, a vast majority of teams. You I agree can with that 100. Plug and play yeah. running backs, and you're just fine. Yeah. Right. In fantasy, it's one of the most important right, positions. Right. In, in real in football, real football yeah. it's the most overvalued position. Mm-hmm. I think that having a good running back is meh. But in this case, James Conner is showing up and he's and he's playing well. He's playing well, not just because he's talented. Clearly, he's talented. He's a, he's a running back in the NFL, but he's not Le'Veon Bell. And one of the reasons why I think the Steelers play miss Le'Veon Bell is because of how the opposing defenses have to adjust when they have Le'Veon Bell in the backfield, right? They overcompensate in the box, whereas they may not be overcompensating in the box with James Conner in the backfield. Right, right. I think that the defense, the opposing defenses just have to adjust just even a little bit. Those linebackers commit just a little bit more when Le'Veon Bell is in the backfield, in the backfield right. as opposed to James Conner. And yeah. that 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 slight overcommitment at the beginning of a play can ultimately change dramatically what Ben Roethlisberger can do as far mm-hmm. as opening up passing lanes and what he can do in the air. So I think that's one of the reasons why they miss Le'Veon Bell a lot. But Le'Veon Bell is another one of those guys. He's just a child. He's a baby. Yeah. He's, a, he's a prima donna. He's a guy who, you know, they made him. I I don't know the logistics of what that offer was as far as signing him to an extension is concerned. Right. And or really, I, I don't even want. I don't even. I've never even gone dug into the weeds as far as why he's holding out. But he was on par to make a lot, what, 13, 14 million bucks? Uh, 14 million bucks. 14 million bucks, yeah. and he sat out because they uh, uh, they franchi- franchise tagged him? Yeah, right, well, he wants he wants a guaranteed contract. Right. You know what I mean? Right. He, he thinks that, you know what, this is his last big contract, Right. so he wants to get paid. Okay. But, I mean, you're you're already paid, like, one of the top people at your position. Right. You know, like, like come in and, and play and then figure that stuff out. I mean, look, I know it's football and that – you're one play away from your career being sure. over, uh, but I mean, fourteen million dollars. You're you're getting paid, you know, as one of the best at your position. Fourteen. I think that averaged out to like eight hundred thousand dollars a week. Yeah, he's eight hundred thousand dollars a week. Eighteen eight hundred thousand dollars a week. So that's one of those things. He not only is he holding out, which fine, he's not the first person to hold out. Apparently, he's fat. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, my man gained a little. He's not actually in the gym training as if this is his position. Yeah. You know, that's one of those things that I don't know. He's shooting rap videos. Yeah. <laughs> is he is he going to end up suiting uh, suiting up at all this year? What's the story? I mean, the, the thing is this. is He has to play seven games in order to be eligible for free agency. Mm. So... It's it's who knows how that's going to play out because right. if he doesn't play seven games, you're going to be doing this all over again next week because the Steelers are still going to own his rights. See, that's they, em- they're going to be able to tag him. I feel like that's an emotional decision on his part, and he yeah. allowed his, his emotions to get get the best of him. Right, right. And you know what? Now you have no leverage because this guy's balling out. Right. You know, so your leverage is all the way out the window. Mm-hmm. Like James Conner coming in and playing the way he's playing is the worst thing that could have happened for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. You know, so it's uh, it's just a mess. And, I mean, look, I mean, you know, he's looking to get a big contract. Him doing this, I don't know if that helps him get that big contract. I don't think it does. Looking for. No, what team is going to want right, to give him exactly. a big contract? No team in the NFL values running backs that well, that much, right, right, anymore, right? People know that your team is, you have a successful, you create, you build a successful football team from the inside out. Mm-hmm. And that's starting with your line, that's both offense and defense, uh, obviously your quarterbacks, and then, uh, and then you know, you, you, you go out from there. But no team is going to give him that kind of cash. I, I can't imagine any yeah. team is going to give him that I mean, kind they're, of money, they're especially about, knowing his character. Right, right. They're talking about maybe the Jets throwing a whole bunch of money at him. Of course the Jets um, would do that. Yeah, and if if any team would do that, it would be the Jets mm-hmm. to over overpay a running back. Yeah. But, um, I mean, let's see. It's going to be interesting to see how it shapes up. Uh, another running back that, you know, back-to-back weeks just played really, really well, back from injury, is uh, Marlon Mack. 25 carries, 132 yards, and another two touchdowns. I mean, Marlon Mack has really – Came back from an Achilles tear and running well. Yeah, he is really impressive. He's a he's a he's a nice complimentary, you know, back to uh, to what Andrew Luck's doing in the air. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, any other running backs that stood out before we move on to wide receiver? Um, no, that's probably that's yeah. probably it. Yeah, for the week. The other, um, I'll, I'll mention one more person really quick before we move on. But Philip Lindsay, um, eighteen carries, yeah. ninety-five yards, and a touchdown. Uh, looked like he's gonna, you know, gain control of that league back in that Bronco offense, and look for him in the passing game because his skill set is definitely coming out of the backfield. So uh, I really like Philip Lindsay moving forward. So wide receivers, there was a, a ton of good performances this week. But what stood out to you, Jeffrey? Devontae Parker. Devontae on, Parker. On Thursday night, yeah. six six catches, 134 it's yards. Been a Devontae Parker sighting. Yeah, no touchdowns. That guy's been yeah, finally. I, I can't I don't even remember when the last time there was a Dante or uh, a Dante uh, uh, Parker sighting. Yeah. yeah. You know who else showed up showed up last week? Who's that? Back from the dead, Mike Evans. Oh, six catches, 179 yards, one touchdown. And a touchdown. On 13 targets. I want to know. Welcome to fantasy season, and Mike Evans. No shit. What, what, the, Mike Evans had 13 targets. How many of those were from Jameis Winston? And how many of those targets Ooh, were from a, Fitzpatrick? That's a good one. I, I want to say that... Um, Fitz targeted him at least three times. I yeah. want to say something I like that. Like, I don't know the exact number. I feel like he and Fitz have some they have sort that connection. Of, yeah. yeah, I I I talked about that a little bit in the precinct that, that he actually scores more fantasy points per game with Fitz under center than you know with a uh, famous Jameis. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, and. Did you hear about Deshaun Jackson also demanding a trade? A trade, yeah. That what? What is with people demanding trades? Yeah, it's like you know it now. It is, it seems to be the norm. That's a re- it, of course Deshaun Jackson would be that kind of guy also. Yeah, right. Demanding a trade. Who do you think you are? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's that that is an outrageous thing to hear and i get it at this you, point you know, in his career yeah like you know what i mean like i i i get why you might not want to be playing for the the tampa bay bucks mm-hmm. right now especially with a quarterback that you probably don't have any synergy with right and he wasn't saying that in the first couple of weeks when he was getting the ball all the time from fitzpatrick my man was loving life yeah absolutely yeah even gave fitzpatrick his outfit right <laughs> right and and maybe his tune changes now that fits that, back in the lineup yeah who yeah. do they play next week tampa uh i have to look that up yeah, yeah. all right anyways um tyler boyd Yes. Have a game. 
Did he have a game? Nine catches, 138 yards, one yeah. touchdown. That guy's just balling out this balling year. Out. Like, yeah. what, what's the story? Is AJ uh, AJ Green is attracting the number one, uh, the number one defensive back, and, and yeah, maybe he's some just, safety he, help. You and know so what? And he's just down. running out of the slot, and he's yeah. just like he's a really good ball player. Like he runs great routes. He's got good hands. He's good after the catch. So really, really impressive. I mean, look, you knew that the talent was there. And this year, it seems like it, it's all coming together for him. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, big things for uh, Tyler Boyd moving forward. Marvin Jones Jr. Marvin Jones Jr., Seven another one. Seven catches, 117 yards, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Golden Tate looked like he was uh, he was starting to, to show back up. He had 12 targets, seven catches, 50 yards. He didn't get in the end zone. As, yeah. as, as, as He's on really. the trade block, though. Uh, is he? Yeah, I and I that. think because the uh, the organization is really big on Kenny Galladay. Yeah, uh, you know, Babytron, and you know, rightfully so. I mean, the guy is super talented. Yeah. So you know, Tate may be the uh, the odd man out here. I mean, he's 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 on the wrong side of thirty. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely also. up there in age yeah. for for a wide receiver yeah. for sure. But I mean, look, he out of the slot, he's great. Yeah, you know, so he's um you know he's he's made a career out of just working out of the slot. Right. Yeah. But yeah, very impressive on Marvin Jones. Good point there. And then you mentioned Sammy Sammy Watkins, yep. uh, eight catches, 107 yards, and two touchdowns. You know, as the uh, number two receiver in that offense. Number three, if you Kelsey's really the number two receiver in that right. offense. Right. Um, um, but Sammy Watkins definitely showing up. The uh, uh, Sammy Watkins has uh, has finally showed up. Jordan Reed uh, with Washington. I've I, I've had Reed on my fantasy team all year long, mm-hmm. and I had to bench him and pick up the kid from uh, from Cleveland. Uh, Joker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who gave me a, a you know zip yeah. <laughs> uh, over the week but Jordan Reed is one of those guys who is supposed to have a, a killer season and then finally uh, started to get some of his uh, the targets and, and catches he had seven catches for 38 yards <clears throat> excuse me no touchdowns and the yardage was underwhelming but uh, I I think it's uh, it's 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 nice to see that he had the the 12 targets it's uh, it's giving me some confidence to play him. Yeah, maybe next and he's week finally in the weeks to come. Yeah, he's finally healthy. Right. You know the the thing with his career is that he's just never been healthy. He's never been able to stay on the on the field. Right. And this year he's like finally healthy, and now it looks like he's getting the targets. Right. And and, and of course, you know, uh, uh, check down uh, Alex. <laughs> Alex Smith loves his tight ends. Yeah. And and uh, those crossing routes. You know that he's uh, he's Mister Checkdown, uh, Checkdown himself. Uh, Antonio Brown. You know, Antonio Brown is Antonio Brown. He's probably the second, first, second, or third best run, or wide receiver in the league. Yeah. 74 yards, two touchdowns. He showed up. The Steelers took care of business against Cleveland. Everybody knew that they would. Yeah, that, uh, that's a good win for them. A good, you know. They needed that. You know, on the road, too. Yeah. You know, be at- well, they were at home. They, they were playing at Pittsburgh. Oh, it was in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, it's a division rival. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Cleveland this year is not the Cleveland of past, right? They they can co- yeah, they yeah. can show up mm-hmm. and actually play well. They ended their first game ended in a tie, and so I felt that it, it Big Ben and 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 company wanted to show up and actually uh, uh, get some redemption on that uh, on that game because really the Steelers should have won, uh, but uh, you know it didn't end up that way unfortunately. Um, what about who else on the uh, the receiving end? So uh, another receiver that that stood out to me uh, again, you know, it's unfortunate because he did go down with the injury. But I mean, look, Will Fuller. I mean, it, yeah. it just breaks my heart to see that. I mean, the guy had a had a great game. You know, five catches, 124 yards, got that deep ball um, for a touchdowns. Um, I'm interested to see what's going to happen in that offense at the number two receiver. Because mm-hmm. again, I mean, they they are big on that. They are big on that kid, uh, Kiki Cutie. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit banged up also. And now, you know, there are talks of. You know, bringing in Des. So well, and you know what? They're five and three, so yeah. they're right in the mix of things. Yeah. So you know, they they gotta try and do something, or you know what? Make a trade. I I like the Texans a lot. I yeah. I I, I guess I'll consider myself if I have to uh, consider myself a fan of any Texas team, it would be the Texans. It certainly wouldn't be the Cowboys. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, but uh, uh, would you be opposed to them signing Des? No, not at all. 
I think I'm I'm actually kind of surprised that Dez is unsigned. Yeah. Partially because of his talent, and I don't think I still think he has plenty left in his mm. tank. Yeah. I understand from the perspective of not wanting to take on that attitude uh, because I think Dez is kind of has that kind of. Um, not necessarily, you know, I'm above the team type of attitude right, because right. I think Dez is a team player. Right. Uh, I think I think he's a mature guy. I think when he was younger, uh, he would cause more of a um, more. No, I don't even want to say ruckus because that would be unfair to say that you know Dez is causing a ruckus in mm-hmm. the locker room because I don't think that's what he, who he is. But um, I think it would be good. I think they could. They yeah. could. Uh, they could. You know. I think they could benefit from it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I said it before. I'm like, if that, you know, I mean, look, it would pain for me to see Des in another uniform. Sure. But I think it would be a good fit for him in in te- for the Texans. Yeah. You have DeAndre Hopkins, who's clearly the number one. Right. He's going to command, you know, double coverage. And I still think that, you know, Des could beat single coverage. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he's I, got look, the size. He's he can... got the size. He could still win the 50-50 balls. I right. mean, look, he's not the Des he was in 2014. Right. But I, I also don't think that he was the he's the Des of last year. I, yeah. I think he's somewhere in the in between. Yeah, I you know, agree. he's been banged up the last two years. I agree. You know, so it's it's interesting to see how that's going to play out. So um, real quick before yeah. we move on, we're talk we haven't really uh, maybe we, we talked about it a little bit, but two receivers that we haven't really mentioned that mm-hmm. had just. Speaking of Jay, the floor is yours. Ridiculous games. Stephon Diggs had Stephon 10, Diggs. 10 catches, 119 yards, and one touchdown. Mm-hmm. And Adam Thielen had seven catches, 103 yards, and one touchdown. Adam Thielen has had eight straight 100-yard yeah. games. NFL record, right? NFL tied. Oh, yeah, NFL. He's tied with Megatron. Okay. That These these guys are two of the best. That's the best receiving duo in the NFL, hands down. No question about and, it, and, and by far, also. Right. Yeah. Not there's not not even remotely close. Yeah. And Stephon Diggs is is a younger version of Antonio Brown. Yeah. A short guy who's who can cut on a dime. Who his, you know his route running skills are impeccable. Yeah. Uh, his his pass catching skills are are there, and his his vision uh, you know downfield uh, uh, after the catch is just spot on. These guys had ridiculous games. I'm yeah. still I'm still a little burnt about the game. But they had they they showed up. They yeah. performed. Oh, ab- absolutely. And if you put Case Keenum on that team right now, they're not putting up these numbers. Oh, no, no. No, absolutely. They, I, I agree 100%. The, 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 they're going to do well, but they're not they're not yeah. putting up these numbers. Yeah, I mean, look, they did well last year, but that, that's, you know, that's uh, you know, a tribute to how good this receiving class is. Right. And the thing with Adam Thielen is that um I'm such a fan of route running. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite things to watch, you know, when I watch an NFL game. Yeah. Especially like when they show the replay and they show the route that the receiver ran. Right. His route running is is next level. Absolutely. And you could tell by like look, when how you get separation in the NFL is running great routes. Right. I mean, obviously you're fast, but everybody's fast in the NFL. But this guy always has like two or three yards of separation. <laughs> and then you go back and you see the routes that he runs. Yeah. It's incredible. It's impressive. High, high-level route running. Yeah, it's really impressive. Yeah, I mean, he's up there. I mean, I, I think another one, as far as route running goes, is Antonio Brown. Yeah. His route running is, is No question sick. about it. No, he does but it year after year after year. He's right there, though. Yeah. You know, like, his route running is super impressive. Yeah. yeah. Antonio Brown, his route running has been impressive for years. And it's not just Antonio Brown's route running. It's obviously the connection and that he has with Big Ben and what they do as far as like back shoulder passes, as Mm -hmm. far as timing is concerned. That's all practice. That's all timing. That's years and years and years of practice, years of game situations playing together. Right. Big Ben is... You can't teach that. No, you can't teach that. Big Ben's throwing balls before... Before Antonio Brown has even, even realized around, that right? it's been thrown, yeah. and before he's turned around, the ball is positioned for him right there to catch it. Mm-hmm. And and uh, uh, Kirk Cousins has that type of synergy with these two guys. And I'm I'm you know as a Viking fan, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens over the next couple of years as yeah. far as that's concerned. Absolutely, it's going to be exciting. Fun times for the Vikes uh, uh, coming up ahead. Um, all right, so moving on to the uh, the waiver wire ads of the week. Um, you know, wasn't um, wasn't too many injuries, so not too many people to keep, uh, too many players to keep your eye on. But 
Um, who's a waiver wire ad that you have your eye on this week? Or maybe a streaming option as far as quarterbacks go. I mean, quarterbacks, I'm going to go ahead and say Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yes. You know, I can't imagine he's on anyone's starting or uh, roster uh, currently before this week, considering he had lost the uh, the starting job. Yeah, I think he's available in about 50% of leagues. Yeah, so if mm-hmm. you need if you need a, you need a filler as far as quarterbacks are concerned, you're adding him. He's a guy who's... who's um, you know, he's going to put points on the board for you. Randall Cobb is back and mm-hmm. healthy, and I don't know what his percentage owned is right now, but he's going to continue to be uh, a slot guy, and he's going to get his looks, uh, especially with Ty Montgomery, uh, the, the situation going on with Ty Montgomery. He's, mm-hmm. he's uh, you know, l- look to add him if you can. Um, I don't know. What else do you think? So one uh, one guy that's on my radar, uh, still available in about forty percent of leagues, is Josh Reynolds from the uh, the Rams. He's okay. filling in for Cooper Cup. Uh, got into the box this week, so uh, look look for him. I mean, he looks like he's going to be that clear cut uh, slot, you know, third receiver in that offense with Cup out. So definitely an add as far as Josh Reynolds go. Mm-hmm. Uh, another uh, streaming option at quarterback that that you may want to take a look at and. Um, I mean, look, you're not going to play this guy every week, but he's got a couple of soft matchups coming up is Derek Carr. I mean, I know that he's looked kind of, you know, shaky the last couple of weeks, but he really looked solid yesterday um, or on, on Sunday, Sunday, I should say. I agree. I think I, I, a couple of years ago, I was really high on Derek Carr. Yeah, he there, was in the MVP debate. Yeah. And the the, the Raiders across the board were, uh, what is it, two years ago, I guess now, or th- two or three years ago. Uh, the Raiders, for me, they were... They were they were the team, in my opinion, to beat in the AFC. Yeah, um, they were playing so well. They were clicking on all sides of the ball. Uh, clearly, they're going through some turmoil. You have to attribute that to one new coaching. Two, everybody knows that the team is moving, and then of course they start trading away some of their best their players. assets. And there's naturally there's going to be disarray in that locker room. Mm-hmm. And that's going to affect everyone, including Derek Carr. Right. I don't think Derek Carr is is the is a top ten quarterback right now. But right. I think he has the talent. Yeah. To be. The thing with him is that, you know, and it's kind of interesting, like his tra- trajectory was trending up. Yeah. And then he broke his ankle. Right. You know what I mean? So after he broke his ankle, he, you know, rightfully so, you get an injury like that, you take a step back. It's maybe some of it is mental. Sure. You know, like you have all that traffic around your legs, you're in the pocket. You know, you may get happy feet. You know right. what I mean? Who knows? Right. Um, you know, injuries affect players differently. But he definitely took a step back after the injury. Yeah. You know, because he was, like, on everybody's MVP radar that year. I hope he comes back. I, I yeah. hope he bounces back and makes a career out of it because I'm a fan of his. I think he's a he's a, a great team guy who, um, you know, who who has the ability to show yeah. up on Sundays. So. I don't know if uh, John Gruden's invested in him, though. And if he's not... That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> someone uh, uh, he'll end up, you know, hitting the uh, free agency and and or they'll trade him. Who knows what's yeah, happening? Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, if John Gruden isn't invested in him, w- did he get paid yet? Did Derek? Yeah, Clark he got he got his contract. He yeah. got his contract. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It'll be interesting how it plays out. But finding a quarterback who has that kind of talent yeah. in the NFL. It's not easy. It's not easy. They don't grow on trees. No, I, I tried say, telling this to Flex. Right? They, they, don't, they, don't draw on, they don't grow on trees. It, look, at, look at who's playing quarterback right now for uh, Buffalo, right? Yeah. Derek Anderson. Sorry, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, he's, he's, he's a starting quarterback in the NFL, and he looks like – uh, you know, he should be – he looks like he's lucky if he gets a starting job to play in the Canadian Football League. Yeah. Finding a good starting quarterback in the NFL is not – it's one. It's the most difficult thing to do within uh, – uh, uh, w- as far as being a general manager is concerned in sports. Yeah. Right? You, you Finding that gem in the draft. Because yeah. it's not all about the stat line. It's about no, no, up it's, here. It's What's about, in- you know, it's, it's, it's about, you know, sometimes the, like the eye test, the feel. You know right. I mean? And that's the thing. Like, it's that's a very interesting point when you bring that up. And – you know, now sports is trending where analytics is like everything, right? right? Like the numbers are everything. Right. And I'm a fan of an- analytics. Yeah. But sometimes you got to go with your gut. Like I've... sometimes you got to like look at the eye test. Right. You know, C- case in point, um, we're going to go a little bit off subject here, but did you watch the World Series at all? 
Uh, I hate the Red Sox more yeah. than I just. So it just I, I pained you like, to, yeah, to see that. Like I, I just can't stand the Red Sox. I can't stand their fans. Mm-hmm. I hate everything about them. Um, that being said, yeah, no, I did not. So you did not watch the World <laughs> Series. Uh, good segue, Jeff. Uh, but uh, in Game Four of the World Series, um, you know, Rich Hill, the uh, Dodgers uh, pitcher, was pitching a gem. Yeah, they they were up four nothing. Yeah. Um, he was uh, pitched six and a third inning of one hit ball. Right, literally had the Red Sox baffled, and the uh, the Dodgers manager pulled him. Pulled him. Yeah. based on analytics. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. like in in that situation, like it's the World Series. Like, have some guts. Right. Like the guy is dealing. You know, he's at ninety pitches. It's not like he was at like hundred and ten pitches. Right. Let the guy go. Right. And he was at uh, six, Dave six and Roberts, a third? Dave Roberts, man. Like, six and a third. Did he have any runners on when they pulled um, him? I think one runner was on. Okay. But, I mean, the guy was, was like, lights out. Yeah. And and on top of that, the game before was that eight-hour marathon, right. so your bullpen is taxed. Right, right. So, you know, getting to the point where the numbers told him that he should have been pulled in that situation. Right. Have some guts, man. Yeah. It's a World Series. Because, yeah. you know what? If you win that game... It changes the complete dynamic of the series. It's two two rather than three you know I mean? one. Yeah. So it's that's uh, is he playing money ball in that sense? Like that's yeah that's yeah that's kind of silly if you ask. Yeah. me. Yeah. So I mean, just get hindsight's to, always twenty twenty. Right. Of course, so to but. bring it back to football, you know, you mentioned the fact that you know sometimes you can't just rely on the numbers when assessing these talents. Right. Right. You know. So ab- es- absolutely. Especially at quarterback. Yeah. Especially at quarterback. The most important position in sport. Would you agree? 100%. Yeah. No question about it. If you don't have a quarterback, you have nothing. Yeah. You have nothing. The only... uh, uh, There are a handful of Super Bowl teams that we can talk about, and they're not even Super Bowl winners for the most part. Uh, uh, Well, I guess maybe Super Bowl winners. uh, There are a handful of Super Bowl teams that we can talk about that had a A below average game manager of a quarterback. Like Trent Dilfer comes to mind. In 2000, right, with the Ravens. Mm -hmm. Who else? Uh, Maybe, you know, Jim McMahon with the 85 Bears. Sure, Jim McMahon. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess you know. I'm too young to remember the '85 yeah. Bears on a, on a, on a sort of a real knowledgeable level. But, but yeah, you need a quarterback, right. and, and if you don't have a above average quarterback, yeah. slinging the ball. You have nothing, right. and we play that. You know, we play like I'm like I'm in the NFL. <laughs> uh, it, the NFL is played to win a Super Bowl, not. The players play to win a Super Bowl, and obviously to cash checks, and mm-hmm. you know it's a business, and the you know the teams want to fill stadiums and sell tickets and make money, but at the end of the day, they want to win a Super Bowl. If you're not building your team around a quarterback or an offensive line, you're not going to win anything. And that's one of those things with your Cowboys. What are they going to do with Dak Prescott? Because this guy is not – he's one of those game managers. He's not a, He's not a Super Bowl winning quarterback, I, in my opinion. Yeah, you know what? I, I partially agree with that, but here's the thing. And I think this is the reason why they made the Amari Cooper trade. Mm-hmm. Now, you make the trade because – yeah, obviously, there's a need at wide receiver. That's that's without a doubt. Anyone no that watches football could tell that the Cowboys have a need at wide receiver. But the 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 other part of that is that you have to evaluate Dak Prescott because are you going to give this guy a hundred million dollars? Yeah. Now, if you're going to evaluate him as with Cole Beasley as your number one receiver, right. that may be a little unfair to him. Sure. Go get the top, you know, the the number one receiver and see what he could do over this next year and a half before you give him. A hundred million dollars and make him the the face of your franchise yeah. for the next decade. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you know that's why I think that the Amari Cooper trade is interesting because um, you know it, it fills a position of need. Um, you know you're getting you know a receiver who's 24 years old who's literally the same age as the guy you were thinking about taking in the draft. Yeah. But at the same time, you get to evaluate this quarterback that you have. Right. And you need an answer. I mean, look, I'm not convinced, and I'm the most optimistic Cowboy fan that there is. But I'm not convinced that Dak is the quarterback of the future. Yeah. Now, what happens over these next, you know, 20 games is is going to be interesting interesting to see. Like, I'm curious to see what that offense looks like with our Mari uh, Cooper on it uh, come Monday night. Do you have any? Uh, do you have? What do you expect? What do you do? You have? I know you have a gut. What's yeah. your gut feeling? I have a feeling that you know Amari Cooper. What we know about him is that you know. 
again, going back to route running, the guy's a great route runner, and mm-hmm. he's going to command double teams. And if I've wa- obviously I've watched every single Cowboy game this year. Mm-hmm. Zeke is facing eight, nine-man boxes all the time. Mm-hmm. And the reason for, uh, for that is because there's no threat on the outside. Now you bring Cooper into that lineup, you know, all right, go ahead and stock the, stack the box once. If, if he beats that one-on-one coverage, you're not going to do it again. Right. You know what I mean? So right. Zach, uh, Zeke is not going to you know, be seeing those eight, nine-man fronts right. on every down. Right. So I think just as much as it helps, uh, helps Dak and, um, and Omari, I think it helps Zeke a lot. Yeah. So you know, I, I think it improves the offense. Yeah. That's needless to say, but who knows how much. You know what I mean? I think that the NFC East is wide open. It's there for the taking. For sure. Make a move. I like the fact that they were aggressive and they went and got the player. Absolutely. You know? As a Zeke owner. Yeah. I hope that that, you know, reigns true. Yeah. I, I hope that it does. Absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Dak, I get it. They need to test him out and see if he's really worth the you the, know, the six-figure salary yeah. that they're going to uh, – or, se- excuse me, se- <laughs> much more than six figures. Yeah. A hundred-plus million dollars. He's making six figures now. You know, he won't he, be next year. Here's uh, I don't, This kid from Alabama – and this is completely off subject. Mm-hmm. Well, kind of. This, this kid from Alabama, Tua – you know yeah. anything about yeah, him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The this lefty. Guy, this guy's a monster. Yeah. And but the thing in him is, like, he's great. They, they, he doesn't play past the third quarter. No. They're blowing everybody out. Yeah, but that's the thing. They're blowing everybody out, and he's a he's an unbelievable talent. And I think he's a true freshman this year. Yeah, yeah. He's a true freshman. So what, what do they have to pe- play three years in college? Yeah, you have to play three years junior year. So is it worth it to just start tanking now and put yourself in a position to get the number one pick? I'm being I'm joking, obviously. but <laughs> Sell that to your fan base. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, he's a guy who, you know, is, is for Alabama is going to be weird because r- rarely do you see top quarterbacks coming out of the draft for Alabama. Mm-hmm. But he's a guy when he gets placed on an NFL team, assuming that team is decent, it's not the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he could be really interesting. But we were just on the topic of quarterbacks, and uh, he just he comes to mind about you know with regards to a guy that I can't wait to see play in the NFL. And I'm curious to know what team end, ends up uh, ends up with him. It'll be uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. So it'll be interesting to see. So Jeff, um, before we uh, wrap up the show, uh, Flex and I uh, used to have a segment called Top Five, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna bring it back just for you. Just especially for you this episode. Are you up for it? Let's do it. All right. So this is going to be non-related to football. Okay. So I just want your take, your top five of whatever it is that I'm going to ask you. Yep. Uh, so I know that you, you're you a hip-hop fan. Sure. You know, a little bit of a hip-hop historian. Yeah. Give me your top five rap albums ever. Oh, man. Uh, top five rap yeah, no, albums. No, no particular order. No particular order. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jay-Z's Reasonable Doubt. Okay. It's um, a favorite of mine as well. Absolutely. I know you're a Jigga fan. Uh, most Def's Black on Both Sides. Okay. Flex would definitely like that. Yeah. He's, he's the backpacker. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm a bit of a backpacker as well. Uh, Talib Kweli's Reflection Eternal. Okay. Nice. Um, I, you know... I, I'm not a huge Tupac fan, but I think Tupac's Me Against the World album oh, yeah. is one of the greatest albums yeah, yeah, ever. Yeah, absolutely. This is before, this is pre, you know, uh, uh, pre-Quad Studios, Tupac getting shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, developing this hatred towards New York or, right, or right. New York MCs. Um, most uh, excuse me, Mob Deep's the um, uh, infamous. Infamous, yeah, that, that's a classic. That was one of mine as well. Yeah. What else? Yeah. Um, oh, you got five. Is that five? Yeah, yeah. I'll throw a couple of Put other it, honorable yeah, give, mentions. Give me an honorable uh, mention. Uh, well, well, I'll give you two of them. I'll say Biggie's Ready to Die Ooh. and Wu Tang's. Um, you know, Wu Tang Forever. Absolutely. Yeah. Where Where do you put Biggie as far as you know, best uh, MCs best ever? Best MCs. So I think. I think there are a lot of MCs that are better than Big. Yeah. But because he died mm-hmm. at such a young age and I grew up listening to him, yeah. he's I, I consider him to be top ten, excuse me, top five. Yeah. Maybe even top three. But you know, there are guys like um you know, Black Thought, for example, with the roots. Right, I think right. that lyrically, a guy like Black Thought 
is light Insane. years ahead of, not I don't want to say light years, but a doper lyricist than Biggie just based on, you know, the topics that, you know, they're rhyming about right. and, and the creativity, I guess, if you will. But Absolutely. Um, the thing with, with Biggie, I always say, and you know me, like I'm, I'm a Jigga fan. Right. I think I think that as far as, you know, lyricist goes, I think Jay-Z was definitely the better lyricist, yeah. but Big was a better rapper. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's no one that says raps the way Biggie said it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like his his flow, his you know his his demeanor, his cadences, incredible, incredible. And yeah. I'm and and I wonder as a as a big fan what his career would have turned out like yeah. had he not died. Right? He would, he would have been, in my opinion, he would have been a superstar. A superstar. But then Super. would he have faded? Because you know, Diddy Puff Daddy. I'm gonna call him Puff Daddy because mm-hmm. that was his first name. If Puff just kind of dropped him like he dropped every other one of his artists, yeah. would his career have faded in any sort of way? Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? You know why I would say no? Yeah. Listen to a big record today. Mm-hmm. It still knocks, man. It's it's cla- it's, it's, it's timeless. Still it's timeless. It's, it's timeless. It's absolutely. You know, like he's he's just one of those special artists. You right. know what I mean? Right. I'll be a I'll be a 70, 80, 90 year old ninety year old man if I still you listening know, to it, unbelievable. Still listening to that album. And it's going to be, can you imagine walking down the street, seeing a 70-year-old 70 70 dude, white guy in his car, listening to Ready to Die? Wearing, wearing a Coogee sweater. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. Love it, man. Right. Uh, Jeff, great show, my brother. Thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Uh, you're coming back on Friday, right, I'll for the preview here, show? I'll be here on Friday for the preview show. Looking forward to it. Thanks Absolutely. for having me. Uh, you want to say bye to the Bureau? Bureau, it's been real. Have an incredible week. Yeah. Thanks, fellas. Bureau, take it easy. We'll see you on Friday. Jeff, thanks again. Flex, we miss you. Enjoy your vacation. This is your boy Charlie Chase signing off. And have a good week, guys. We'll see you on Friday. Peace. Later.